Welcome back to Pick Up the Phone podcast. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Taylor Thomas and Caroline Whipple, coming to you live from my Taylor's living room. <laughs> so good. I will say, the last week has been so much fun, and I've missed you all. Like, I, I didn't realize how much I was going to miss people that I hadn't talked to, but we really No, it's actually just Taylor and I staring at each other talking, so it's a little bit embarrassing, but... Yeah, and about, <laughs> about every five seconds, we text each other and said... I can't wait until we record this podcast again. I miss the Rumblemans fans. Yes. And I will, mind you, we also started out this night by taking a rumpy shot. And I think that's what we're going to start doing before every single podcast. And we did it for you all. It was pretty painful. I won't lie. I mean, there I'm talking, we didn't have, shed. yes, we didn't have <laughs> anything in our stomachs. I wish I would have eaten some tortilla chips. I wish maybe. I had water in the past 48 yeah, hours. Water would have been great. In it's that time moment. to hydrate. <laughs> but we did it for you all. And so we really hope you enjoy the episode. Um, first episode was absolutely killer. We had over 100, we won't give you the exact stats, but we had over 100 people listen to this. And that is crazy. I was thinking that it would actually just be my mom and like my five friends. So to the people in Thailand and Pakistan. <laughs> that are listening to this um we see you and we love you like i i don't even know what my response was i saw that someone listened to this in pakistan and i think i screamed legitimately and then i called caroline and screamed right. more, probably and not only that but there's also people that are over the age of 60 <laughs> 60 years old that listen if you are picking up the phone at age 65 i just want to say one i'm your biggest fan and two, keep living life. You're going to live to 100. I can see I, it for you. I want them to come and join this podcast to be on it with us. Oh, absolutely. And we would love, love to interview right. you. And to the other 8.7K people that have had this podcast recommended to them on their Spotify page, I'm going to go ahead and ask respectfully that you please pick up the phone. Pick it up. Stop pick it being up. a child. Pick it up. Ring, ring. Time to answer. <laughs> Okay, and so I think to start us off, Taylor and I were kind of brainstorming things that we wanted to do on a weekly basis, and one of those things is the Sunday Scaries. So even though, full transparency, we are recording this on a Wednesday, and it will be posted today, later today, um, but we just want to do like a quick recap of our weekends. And so Taylor, tell me about your weekend. Did anything fun happen? I was actually on my best behavior this weekend. Wow. It was so no, it was so impressive for me. Um, I think though, not crazy. Yeah, probably the craziest thing I did. Um, me and Nathan have this like little fun tradition. This is our second year in a row where his company that he works for has this like holiday dinner, and every single one of his coworkers is in fact like married, engaged, has kids. Like they're all older than us and have their lives together. Nathan is also an engineer. Such such a king. Nathan, I love you so much. Um, but unfortunately Nathan is the only person that is not married. One of his coworkers can be getting married in two weeks. Isn't that crazy? Are you the plus uh, one to the to No, the I wedding? actually didn't catch the invite, so Nathan, that's a little rude from you. But um Nathan's the only one that's single in his office, and so I get to play his date the last two years at their company dinner. Um and I also have gone to work with him multiple times. So like I, I would call I would call myself besties with his boss, probably. Me and Kent go way probably. back. Um, but I did attend his company dinner this week, and it was fun. You know, we got a little tipsy with some adults, um, talked to a detective, 
That was kind of fun. We talked about like unsolved murder cases. That was a little Ooh, bit wild. Yeah. Tell us the tea. Um, I don't, I don't. Is that classified information? I don't know. I, I doubt it's classified if he was telling me over cocktails. But, you know, for the privacy of the Olathe PD, I'm going to keep my mouth shut on this one. Um, but I hope he has good luck with it. Um, I also did learn probably the biggest part of my weekend. Um, they were all ordering a vodka press. Have you ever heard of that? I've never heard of that. Okay, this is apparently like the adult version of a vodka soda basically wow so it's like club soda whatever vodka you want like if you're going to use tito's you would call it a tito's press but then the like press part of it is that they just like press the button on the little like i don't know soda shooter really quick just like a shot of sprite or seven up or something so it's basically a vodka soda with a shot of sprite i'm gonna be so honest just say that yeah and you probably should but it sounds so much cooler if i was were to go up to you and be like i'll take a tito's press you know what I'm going to do is so I'm going to scurry back to Lawrence, Kansas this week, and I'm going to try and order a vodka press. I was in Lawrence. They and know. see what happens. They know. But where were you at in Lawrence? Well, I was at, I actually don't wine, wine and Dive. Is yeah, that that's why. Yeah. I don't, so I don't know the college bar scene probably is. Right. Like, like if, if I walked into the bowl, or better yet, the hawk, saying that I wanted a vodka press, they would probably laugh at me. They would probably shoot you with the soda gun if I'm going to be really They would. Honest. They would also, the bouncer would kick me out. Yeah, he'd be the like. The Red Army would be like, so sorry, but you need to go. The Red Army is putting your ass on the street if right. you try to order a Tito's press. They should kick me out if I ever attempt to like go back inside the Hawk, though. I'm too old. It's no. time to retire. Okay, you've graduated now. Yeah, you are too it, old. It's time to, it's time to go. Um, Never I again. think it is perfectly accept- acceptable, probably until you hit graduation and then you... Well, actually, I have gone back since graduation, but it was on homecoming. I think it's the only appropriate You know, day. I think that's a little bit different, though. Yeah, that's, that's the only fine. day you're allowed to do that. That's totally fine. Never again besides that. I'm right. sure you'll be back, though, in the next six months. Gorgeous. Okay, well, it sounds like you had a very eventful weekend. Oh, Shout out to Nathan. I was such a little adult. Me and Nathan really looked like we had our lives together for a second. Did so everyone ask if you guys were together? Yeah, and that, that's a pretty typical question that we get. Um, and... We both kind of giggle and look at each other awkwardly and then get, like, a laughing no. And then I think the adults think it's a little bit awkward, but it's probably my favorite part of the you night. You know what? The adults probably think that you guys are, like, longing for one another and that you secretly are in love. Yeah, I think next year my goal, assuming Nathan invites me back next year, is I'm just going to start spreading, like, the most heinous rumors. I'm going to be like, I'm actually well, pregnant with Nathan's baby. And you know what? As problematic as that is... One, okay, the healthy part of me is like, please no. The unhealthy, that's really funny. But I will say, let's just go ahead and put it out there that maybe Nathan won't be single next year. Yeah, and I I hope to God he doesn't need me, but I would love to be his plus one again if he is. You are just Mrs. Plus One or Miss Plus One. You're not, you're not, you're yeah, not wiped up yet. Miss plus one, but you're kind of wiped I, up by like half of our friends, but that's it's fine. It's fun. I love it. How was your weekend? It was good. Thanks for asking. Yeah, let's talk about um, it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I went to Dallas, Texas. That's where my dad lives. Um, and uh, Loverboy moved into his Dallas apartment for his like two-month-long internship. So I got to kind of help him settle a little bit. He was already moved in. It's like a fully furnished apartment. So it's not like he like really needed to do anything. I could go off. But I know. But he was super sweet. He made a little separate list of things because I told him that I wanted to go shopping with him. So he made a separate list of things that specifically we could go shop for after his family left. That's so cute. Which was very sweet. Yes, he did great. Um, And then Loverboy got to meet my dad, which was super fun. And my dad's girlfriend, which was awesome. 
pause um, can i get a breakdown what was your dad's thoughts on lover boy he loved him okay yay yeah he thought he was an angel which everyone does i don't think i've ever met a single person who is not obsessed with him after they meet him so that's awesome that's fair uh, but we went ahead and went to this thing called a so far event on saturday night together um and for those like most people i feel like haven't heard of it which makes me sound like I'm a pick me girl. No, but... like you're you're cool. It's okay. Tell us what it is. <laughs> no, um, a so far event. It's basically just a concert, and they have them all across the entire world. They have them in Kansas City. They have them in Denver, Chicago, Dallas, like anywhere that you are. Um, and you basically just go ahead and you pay like twenty dollars for a ticket, but you have no idea the location or what type of artists that you're going to be seeing. So it's three artists in like a little concert, and from there you twenty four hours prior. Um, get the location like sent to you of where this venue is that you're going to go and see these people live and then you go and watch little concerts that's so, so dope. it was really fun we we went to this place called dallas hemp co which is funny in texas it was a cannabis store so <laughs> um so even though cannabis is not legal it was just like cbd but honestly i feel like in the back you could probably get some shit can you set the mood for us? I feel like it looked really cool in your video. It, thank you. Like, what was the vibe? Thank you. Um, it was really cool. We were all just kind of like sitting down on these little like mats on the floor, like no tables and chairs. It was kind of like it was kind of hippie vibes, but that's kind of always the vibe of it. So it's um, it's kind of like a little eclectic feel. But there was three different variations of artists, and I've heard everything there from like country to jazz to like soul music. So you get like you kind of get a little bit of everything. So like that's pop, cool. yeah. And I've heard some like hip hop, like rap. Like there's a little bit of everything. Um, but yeah, they just I don't know. It's the whole point of it is to shed light on these like small um, local businesses around that city, and then to also shed light on these local artists as well. So I love that so much. Right, and it's pretty inexpensive. So anybody that's I guess anywhere in the world, you could probably look up a so far near you, and they would be around. And this is not sponsored. It's not sponsored. I just love them. So go off. So that was my weekend, and everyone was happy, and Lover Boy's great, and he's happy, and everyone's great so So healthy for you yeah it was a very healthy weekend i'm i'm content with it i'm very happy i love it thank you you deserve this thank you um but speaking of healthy um we have noticed in the last couple weeks caroline and i we've just been observing some things um and we've decided that it's either cupping season or it's dumping season and you you're probably one or the other that is Um, so true yeah and unfortunately you know there's some good and some bad of both but um, we kind of just wanted to go over with you all, like, our version of, like, how to process a breakup, how to get through it. Right. And I will say with that, again, like she said, it's either dumping or cuffing season. You are you are one or the other. I'm so sorry. You are probably not in the in-between. If you are, let's chat about it. Please DM us. Um, anyways, though, so we want to go ahead and maybe disclaimer this. Definitely. Um, definitely have a disclaimer. First things first. We want to go ahead and disclaimer that we don't want this to be about the men and or the significant other that we're walking away from the relationship with. It's not about that. It's not about, you know, shitting or trash talking on that person. We more so want to just shed light about the aftermath of how to be happy and independent after a relationship, whether it was short term or long term. And going off of that, we also want to kind of discuss, and again, (laughs) disclaimer, the differences in our relationships prior. So like, if I went ahead and started us out, um, I was in a very long-term relationship and I was dumped and I 
was not going about things in the most healthy way. I literally threw up in the driveway and <laughs> like, and that's okay. Right. Like I was like begging on my knees for this person. And it was just, you know, I was young and in love and that's, that's how it was. That was my, my disclaimer. So whether you want to take my advice or not, let me know. But I think that I've learned a lot from it. Taylor. I, I also can't say that I am much better than Caroline. Um, we were talking about just like ways we've ever coped with a breakup. And I will say probably the story that made us, I would say giggle the most when I was going through them. Um, I once got cheated on way back when. So unfortunate. I hate Ever, cheaters. Everyone hates a cheater. Um, but my initial response after I cried for a day was I went to a party that I knew he was at and I made out with three of his friends until he left crying. And I'm not saying that's a healthy way to do that. And I'm not saying that's a good idea, but it is what I did. And so when we're talking about disclaimers, we do want to emphasize neither one of us knows what the fuck we're talking about. No, we don't. These are our thoughts and we're going to right. share them. And again, take it with a grain of salt. If you want to pay attention to us, you can. I would say if you have, if you need support, I might, in the sense of like, a healthy like long-term figuring out how to cope and get out of it maybe hit me up if you want to talk about how to get over a cheater or some fun ways to cope I would maybe hit up Taylor but also Taylor's the best person for advice and she got me through my long-term breakup so who knows we we can do both we like to play both sides we'll figure it out together right so this segment is going to be called so you got your heart broke okay so I guess I'll start us off um I would say first step of any breakup is absolutely no contact. This is one that I struggled a lot with, but I think it's the most beneficial. Um, If you broke up with that person, if you're the person that did the breaking up, you respectfully have absolutely no right to reach out to them anymore. Um, Go ahead and lay in that grave that you dug. And I'm so sorry, but it's just simply not your place to ruin their day with a text. That's just going to screw with their emotions and yours. And so you need to know that if you're going to break up with someone, it is your job to be respectful and to go no contact and leave them be. And then also on the other side of that, if you got broken up with, again, respectfully, please do not text your significant other that broke up with you. Um, I'm not going to say that that's embarrassing, but you deserve better. And I'll get into that a little bit later of why, but just go no contact. It's going to be so much better for you. Yeah, I'm not saying you have to block them necessarily, but I definitely think delete the contact, change the name to something that's going to keep you from texting them. Right. Um, I once put in one of my best friends from high school, I put in her phone against her ex-boyfriend. I literally put his name as do not answer this. And then the his contact picture got changed to a picture of me like mad, like with an angry face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that if that's what's going to keep you from doing it is knowing that I'm going to be mad at you if you do it, if you text him, that's what we have to do. Or delete the contact. Right. Nothing feels more powerful than getting a text from a random number. Right. And you're like, wait, who is this? You're like, oh my gosh, I don't recognize this number. Oh wait, they're still stuck on that. I don't even have their contact saved. Do it. You'll feel better. Just go no contact in general. Like there's just no reason at that point. And I understand if you feel like you may not have all the answers you need and you think you want closure. But again, no matter how messy or weird that breakup was, I'm going to be so honest, your closure is going to be time and and you processing it on your own. And I thought that that's so annoying to hear. And that was, people told me that. And I was like, they were like, they were just like, time heals all. Like, that's the only thing that's going to help you. And I was like, that's horrible. Please don't tell me that. But it is very true. I will also say this expands to a lot further than just phone numbers. Take him off your private story. I know you're right. going to want to leave him to pretend you're having fun. Take him off. He doesn't need to be there. Yeah. That's power you're giving him. Mm-hmm. He's gone. You don't have to delete him off Instagram. Don't have to delete him off Snapchat. Like, we're not here to be petty. 
but he does not need to be in right. the private scenes of your life. Well, and one of my next ones, which I guess just to tie into it, not to like go crazy, but uh, just we'll just tie it right on in there is like I said last week for 2024, protect your peace. That fully applies here as well. And that's kind of where this whole saying for me stemmed from like last year was um, if that means that you need to unfollow them or to mute them or do whatever you need to do, do it. Because if you seeing them seemingly thriving on Instagram or seemingly posting a million things, because hate to say it, but guys historically hate to call them out. Sometimes they will not be active on Instagram and then you'll break up. And then all of a sudden they are like little Instagram influencers and they love to post every other day or every day. And you're like, whoa, what's the deal? Also, another one of those times we have to remember, social media is so fake. The things you're seeing on Instagram, things you're seeing on Snapchat, they could be miserable and they're still going to post happy things. And and I'm all for you doing that. Like, be a bad bitch. Go on vacation, take some hot pictures, put them on Instagram, whatever. Right. But just know that they're probably also doing that too. Right. And I will say with that as well, I just think like... Again, social media is so fake. And so on one hand, it might feel good for you to post something and be like, oh, well, I know that this person's going to see it. And I know that, or if they if they don't see it, then their friends will see it and it'll get back to them and yada, yada, yada. Whatever it may be, that's all great and fun. But at that point, you're giving them the power by posting inherently for them. Exactly. And that's not like, if you're going to step into like your bad bitch energy there, you need to do it for you and learn how to do things for yourself first before you kind of step into that energy. And I think that one thing I struggled with was um, for a while, I thought I was like stepping into this fun energy of like being super independent when I still inherently in the back of my mind was posting in the hopes, just the hopes that that person would see it. And that's ultimately just still giving them that power. And I feel like this is so important to add. When you go through your post-breakup blow-up, when you're hot, when you look absolutely perfect and gorgeous on Instagram, when his friends slide into your DMs, do not answer them. And I'm going to repeat myself again. Do not answer them under any circumstances. And I will say, kind of going off of that, this is the one that I had down. People always told me, like, there's nothing quite like a post-breakup glow. And I didn't believe them. But you best bet you will glow the absolute fuck up after a breakup and i think it's just because you're able to pour so much into yourself and you've never spent so much time focusing on yourself after you just poured into another person um you're going to be radiant and gorgeous and hot and perfect but with that being said just to be a little bit healthy here please eat a meal or two god please like three meals a day still come on let's take care of ourselves like you can't glow unless you're healthy right and that's apparent. And like, I know that there's, when you go through a breakup, there's like this pit in the bottom of your stomach where you just don't understand why you feel like you're going to die all the time and throw up. But like, I'm going to be so honest, you still need to eat. Um, So if you're feeling that, and if you have that pit in your stomach, even just like set yourself a goal. Like if it's like half a chicken nugget, like that's still something and just try. It's better than nothing. And drink your water and just try to be healthy about it because the, it can be hard. The souls of the time, lean into the people around you. Your friends Absolutely. are going to go through that breakup with you 100%. If you're, if Caroline's sad, I'm sad. If Caroline's depressed, I'm depressed. Let's get through it together. Right. We're going to eat the meal together. We're going to get out of our room together. We're going to get dressed, whatever it needs to be. You're not doing it alone. You're doing it with a group of gal pals. Right. And I think part of, I don't know, part of that empty feeling you get when you're out of a relationship is the fact that like Caroline said, like you're no longer pouring into someone else. 
So this is ample opportunity for you to pour not only in yourself, but the people around you. Like, you can feel just as much love from the platonic relationships in your life as you can from a man. You absolutely can. And I would argue, like, you almost can also feel more. Like, it's the love that you get from having an amazing support system of friends and family around you is something that, yes, it's so amazing to find that in a significant other, like, romantically, but it's so special to just have that, you know? And so I would just really encourage, like, if you have great friends in your life, I hope you do. I hope I'm one of them and that Taylor's one of them. But, like, lean into your friends and lean into your family or the people that love you because they're going to be the ones that are there for you, whether this relationship, like, works out or not. Um, Absolutely. Find the people that love you blindly and hang on to that. Right. Um, Kind of moving on into the next topic, I put down (laughs) – this is kind of a funny one – but please do not try to get that person back by changing yourself. Um, I am so sorry, but if you were not willing to commit to that bit during the relationship, then please don't even try after. And say it loud, that, please. Yes, that might be a little bit confusing. So I'm going to throw in a an example. Um, after my last breakup, I tried to tune into a mega church in Dallas for like Shut two up. months. Yes, because I thought it would make me seem desirable to my ex because he was getting really into religion. And to all the girlies that are big into religion, that's awesome. I I support you. I support it. I think that's great for you. It just is not my thing. And it wasn't my thing. And he couldn't really convince me to get it to be my thing. And so after the breakup, to try to save it. I decided, you know what, I'm going to order a Bible off Amazon, which I did. Shut up. <laughs> I was like, I'm also going to tune into these Sunday, like, Zoom mega church recordings. No, pause. Okay, follow, I need to follow the question. You tune into a mega church. Was it <laughs> one near you that he, like, actually went to? Or was this, like, a specific one that you, like, no, saw out? It was this massive one in Dallas. And I know for a fact. No. <laughs> yes. Um, I know. Like, I know people that go to it. Are you and, joking? No, I'm not joking at all. And I think one of my friends referred me to it because they were like, well, if you're wanting to get into like something really easy to watch, um, to just kind of like kind of get more into it, then that's a great outlet for you. And I was like, okay, great. I'm going to try it. And um, long story short, I just thought that I could do all of these things, um, not even for myself, but I thought that I would be doing all of these things and that I, I would look better and like I'm changing what he wanted me to be. You know, and I, I thought he would see that and want me back. Listen, if you want to be friends with Jesus Christ, I wholeheartedly support you. But we're not, <laughs> we're not building that relationship for a man. No, and that that's where like it was such a like, like I if I was doing that for myself to heal myself, that's one thing. And if I found religion through that, that's one thing entirely. And if that's your thing, then I commend you. Go for it, whatever you want. Um, but that just wasn't me, and it never has been. And so for me to really kind of bend who I am and try to make that myself and my personality trait just for someone else just to maybe get the potential of them to talk to me again is a little bit ridiculous and I would never do that again so that is a hundred percent ridiculous and I cannot believe you did that um (laughs) it's kind of funny though we love to laugh at ourselves now but you know if you got to throw up in their driveway right after they break your heart if they you know the embarrassing things are endless We've, we've all done some questionable things we have but ultimately, it makes you better, and you learn it from it. And, and hopefully, you don't do it again. Right, exactly. Um, kind of going off of that. Not that you should join a mega church if you don't believe in God, but <laughs> I do think that you should pick up a hobby. Right, I agree with that. I feel I think it's a one. You're gonna fill some time. You're gonna have something you're actively doing. But then also, 
it's just kind of starting a new chapter. You're right. oh, you're opening a new page in this book. Yes. It's time for you to try something out. Like maybe maybe you want to try art. Maybe you want to try photography. Maybe you want to join a sport. Whatever it is, I feel like you should just go out and do it. I so agree with this. And kind of to bounce off that, I had something similar written down for me as well. Um, after my last breakup, I was so lost because I spent, you know, three and a half years with the same person. And that was such a prominent time in my life from like age 17 to age what, 21. And so I really just felt like I didn't know who I was without without that person. And so I kind of had like a, a quarter life crisis, if you will. I was like, I don't know what music I like. I don't know what I like to do. I don't even know. I don't know anything about myself without this other person kind of being attached to my name. And so finding a hobby was absolutely massive for me. Um, I found that taking time to journal or sometimes I struggled to journal because I felt like my thoughts weren't moving fast enough. And so like, I felt like my hands like couldn't write as fast as my, my brain was going. And so I actually started to do like voice recordings, kind of like a personal podcast just in my phone notes. And I would just name it like the date and kind of like how I was feeling. And I felt like that was actually really reflective for me because I could go back and I still will go back sometimes on my phone notes and listen. And I think it's just a super interesting way to kind of like make a note of how you're feeling and where you're at and kind of how far you come. So I've loved doing that. But aside from that, um, it could be a hobby as simple as like I was, I saw a TikTok and it was about like girl hobbies, which include like going to get coffee and a pastry or even just doing something as simple as going for a hot girl walk. Um, I found that hot girl walks were like my best friend. Love, absolutely love. Right. And I was never a big girl into like you know, like certain workouts I would just dread or I would sign up for a class and just not really want to go. But hawker walks, I would actively choose to go on these hawker walks in like 106 degree weather. And I ate it up. And do it with a friend. Ate it up. Or like, yes, do it with a friend. Always, always choose that. But if none of your friends can go, I made myself a playlist on Spotify called my reputation era playlist. I have one called the same thing. I'm not even joking. Shut up. Dead ass. We should come my reputation era with a crown emoji. Mine's not a crown emoji, but um, I think the caption in it is like, by the time I'm done with this, I'm going to be a whole new bitch. And <laughs> I I love it. I think mine is, I'm going to step on you. I love that. And I, I still listen to it. I actually just sent it to my little um, Bryn Hare. She's incredible today because she's, she's you know, needed, needed it right now. But um, it's, it is so fulfilling to listen to like an angry song and have your little stride walking through you, you know, walk campus faster. or wherever you're at oh yeah I walk to the pace of the song oh exactly yeah. so and if it's like a really aggressive song then I am moving I'm like damn I just finished four miles my in little four yeah my little stubby legs they be cooking like nobody's business absolutely so get a hobby I don't care what it is but get one going off of that too I am so okay I love anything for the bit but I think doing something cheesy is so I don't know I don't think it's enough credit like if you want to go on a picnic with yourself, go to the coffee shop, read a book, be the mysterious girl in the corner, whatever it is. If it's going to make you feel like a bad bitch, I say go do it. I don't care if it's embarrassing. I don't care if it's cheesy. If you remember the last episode, this is the year of getting up and getting out of whatever right. you're doing. And so I say, I think we should just go for it. You want to try something? Do it. I so agree with that. This was like my post breakup. I really leaned into the idea of like solo travel and taking yourself out to dinner and getting comfortable with like being uncomfortable uncomfortable I always told myself that I needed to lean into the discomfort of life that was one of my biggest like little mottos I love um, that. for a big part right it was it was good um but it's like life feels so uncomfortable after a breakup because everything's changing and I personally do not do very well with change and so I felt like leaning into that discomfort was going to be really really beneficial for me and doing that by buying myself flowers and 
buying myself dinner, going and sitting at a restaurant by yourself, um, no matter what it is, you can start small, like go to a coffee shop and sit by yourself. I know that sounds like silly and people do it all the time, but some people really do get anxious before they do that stuff. Yeah, dinner can be um, scary by yourself. Dinner is a really big step to go and sit at like a nice dinner by yourself, mm-hmm. but to be able to do it, you feel so free and fulfilled and independent. Um, I, I kind of going off that, I kind of was just like my next bullet point is the exact same thing, Taylor. I just put solo travel, lean into friends, buy yourself flowers, read the books that you've always wanted to read, go to concerts and ultimately fill your heart with people that make you appreciate how big your heart is instead of focusing on the facts that you gave your heart to someone that was careless with it. That is so poetic of you. Oh my God. Thanks. Right. No, but write it, a book. It, <laughs> never, but it is so true. Um, don't place too much of an emphasis. I know it's easy to get, to get wrapped up in it, but focus on on the people in your life um there was even like one day at in Lawrence I remember I literally could not find a single good thing about my day because I just felt like my luck was running out and I literally opened up my journal and I started to write a list of every single small tiny thing that I could think of that I appreciated in my life that was going well even like gratitude right even like someone opening the door for me to walk into this coffee shop like it's so real the fact that a butterfly wasn't you know what I mean was Mm -hmm. out about just the little stuff start small Going off that too, I think, you know what, if like you're listening to these and you're like, my life is over, none of these are going to work. Also, so much can be said about just like suck up your pride, go to therapy if you need it. Like, I feel like this does not get talked about enough. There is no reason too small to just go see a therapist, talk it out. All the hot girls are doing it, so you might as well join in. I am the biggest advocate of therapy. My parents put me in therapy when I was four. I've been I have been in and out of therapy since I was literally four years old I am such an advocate I don't think I I'm so happy that people are talking about it now because it used to be this hush hush thing and I just think that it's the healthiest thing ever and even if you don't feel like you need it like you can go to therapy for months and not feel like anything's happening and then you're gonna have a breakthrough like it is crazy I remember the first time I went all through college the first time I sat with my therapist she was like hey girl what's going on and I looked at her, I was like, nothing's wrong in my life. And for anyone, anyone that has any background in my life whatsoever, that was just simply not true. I right. like that was even that was ridiculous that I even mentioned that. But I was like, yeah, like nothing's really happening. And I think it probably took me like 10 trips to even admit that maybe something wasn't perfect in my life. But when you get to those points, it is so fulfilling and eye-opening. And you're like, wow, I really needed to get this off my chest and I should not have been keeping this in. Right. And journaling can be a good first step, but also if you talk to someone, talk to someone. Like, the stigma is gone. Right. Therapy is in. Therapy is an end for 2024. It's so in for 2024. And I think there's also such a – there's it's so nice to be able to talk to someone that is not connected to your life in any way, shape, or form. It's an entirely unbiased opinion. And, yes, friends are amazing, and they're helpful and insightful. But it can be really, really helpful. Same with family. Like, they, they do what they need to do. They're awesome. But – um it can be very, very helpful to have a third party to talk to that has absolutely no idea how you are in your day to day. They don't know anything about this aside from what you tell them. And so that's, I feel like there's more truth to it. Um, And it doesn't have to, I feel like also sometimes it's a bad rap of being like you sitting on like some long chair, like crying and sobbing. Right. That is not what therapy has to be. My therapist one time, I'm legitimately, I brought in my laptop and I made her a PowerPoint of the people in my life because I thought it would help her if I put pictures with faces and like names. I love that. And she was like, this is so not necessary. And I was like, yeah, I'd just like to go through my PowerPoint with you. What the hell was I thinking? I don't know. But like ther- therapy can be goofy if you it need can it to be. be. It can be a little bit silly and goofy. 
I think I should do that for like new people that I meet in my life. I should just make a PowerPoint. I, I've considered it strongly a lot of times. That would be awesome. I could be like, oh, Caroline, let me send you to page seven. You'll know everything you need to know. Page seven? Yeah, you'd be number one probably, but thank you. I had to pick a number. Well, seven's like a lucky number, so that's fine. Yeah, you're, you're lucky. I you're told you we're lucky girls in 2024. Mm. We'll see. I hope no, so. We're manifesting it. Anyways. Um... Uh, the next thing I have down is, it's just a quick reminder. Um, this also is one of the things that really, really got me through my breakup. And I don't know why this is one of those things, but it helped so much. Um, this person, you need to just remind yourself every single day, they are actively waking up and choosing to not reach out or to be with you. So if you're in no contact, if they broke up with you, this is probably more suited for the person that broke up with you. Um, but Anyone that is okay with your absence is not someone that you would ever want back in your life. Yep. Say it again. Yeah. And so, like, again, they choose to wake up every single morning. And no matter how hurt they are, they are still choosing to be okay enough to live life without you. And why would you ever want to entertain that person in your life ever again? I think going off of that, too, it's okay to remember, like, happy moments with these people you should you should not just like pretend that it was always bad but also you have to realize that a lot of times when you're grieving something you're gonna think about those good moments and you're not gonna think about the reasons that that ended and again like if they're actively not choosing you odds are there was some really tough times and you're gonna have to remind yourself of that just a little bit right and remember daily like why why this ended why it's why it was bad for you why you need to move on so true i actually wrote down almost the exact same thing just like it's natural to think about the good times but it's not okay to hyper fixate on them. So just what you said, but, um, and I did, I was horrible about that in my, um, like yeah. my last breakup, but what I did and what my friends helped me to do was, um, I made a list of all of the things that were wrong and the ways that they hurt me. And then when I found myself getting upset and falling back into this kind of hyper fixation of how perfect and amazing the relationship was, I would go and pull up that list. And I literally used it religiously for, a little bit and it fully changed my perspective on the relationship because I was just constantly reminded like okay I'm thinking about all these happy fun memories but regardless here's all the issues and here's the way that they made me feel and the way that we treated each other and that was just not healthy I agree I also think even if it's not just like even if you're not listening off like things that were necessarily bad I am such an advocate for finding one ick of this person <laughs> once it's over and it sounds silly goofy but find an ick, find something right. so incredibly stupid. It has nothing to do with why the relationship ended and be like, yeah, that was gross. I didn't like that. For instance, one of my, um, I don't even know what to call this man. I'm just going to call him a man that was in my life briefly in college. We ended and I was like, I don't get this. Like, I'm so upset, whatever, whatever. I was down bad. It was okay. I saw, and I hope to God he never hears this and realizes this about him. Anyone that was around me my sophomore year of college knows exactly who this is about. He posted a video on his Instagram story of him rock climbing. And you could see his toes through those little ugly socks <laughs> gripping the rocks on the wall. And I swear to God, it was like someone flipped the light switch on. I was like, you know what? This is embarrassing. Taylor, get up. Right. And we were over it. And, and, I, and so every time I was upset or like came up and I was like, oh, I feel kind of weird talking about this. I was like, you know what? You saw that man's toes gripping through his rock climbing socks. You are better than that. Get a grip. Get get a literally grip. get a grip. Get a grip. And you know what? That's where I think it's a little bit tougher sometimes when you are in these like longer term relationships or when you really truly were like 
head over heels in love with that person. I like people told me like, okay, well look at how, you know, look at, look at X, Y, Z. How are you still, you know, feeling this way? Like, how do you still care this much about this person who clearly does X, Y, Z? And I was like, well, like I still care about them. That doesn't go away. But I think over time, I, again, I hate to say the time heals all, but something finally just clicks for you. And I, it took me so long to be able to find an ick, one where I was like, wow. I had like 30 for him. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And you know what though? I mean, everyone has their flaws. I am by no means perfect. And my last relationship, Uh, I was not perfect. Like You are in fact perfect. Thank you. But I like, whatever, it doesn't matter, but it's one of those things where um, I think over time things just click for you and you learn what you need and what you don't need. And you just have to remember that if someone doesn't want you and they tell you that they don't want you, then you're on to bigger and better things. Always. You absolutely are. I also think we should talk about, there are some like very toxic ways to handle this. And I'm not going to say you should do any of them. But if you have to choose between toxic activities to make yourself feel better in the moment, please do something that is not permanent. And I'm going to repeat it. Something that is not permanent. Don't dye your hair a weird color. Caroline and, we're ta- and I were talking about this. Your hair does not need to be blue to move on from a man. Dyeing your hair will not heal you. However, <laughs> it might <laughs> it might make you feel better. I will say it. Did I go blonde after my last breakup? Yes. Have I ever looked back? No. And you look so amazing blonde. Thank you. I just think we should all take a second. Go get your nails done. That's not permanent. Right. I think we wait at least maybe a month post-breakup before we do something dramatic. So true. Do not do not chop all your hair off the week after. Also, you're allowed to buy, I would say, three clothes. Buy one full out- new outfit to make yourself feel like a bad bitch. Stop shopping after that. You are not going to find peace in the bottom of your Amazon shopping I cart. I will say I did become a little bit of a shopaholic after my breakup, um, and I will admit that. Was it bad? Yes. However... I do think that there, just like you said, there is something really, really special about like kind of like finding your own personal style again and like really being excited about an outfit and being able to go out and hit the town and be like, wow, I feel amazing and I know that I look amazing and I am just doing wonderful. Absolutely. Make yourself feel hot, feel perfect, feel like an angel. Right. Just do it within reason as someone that has spent, I'm not even going to pick a number, a gross amount of money trying to find that yeah you will find it places other than the princess poly shopping cart so true i will say as well one thing that we should note on quick scenario i'm going to shove this at you we've talked about it in the past okay let's say that taylor and i walk into a bar and this listener whoever's listening just got their heart broken and all of us are going into this bar together the bowl we're walking into the bowl okay it's live music tuesday we're having the best night of our lives. We order ourselves a drink and a Rumbleman shot. Probably We're ready two to rumble. Shots. Then we get a text. Oh no, we hear from a friend of a friend that our ex is going to pull up to the bar. The same bar we're at. What do we do? Caroline and I have put rules into place for this exact moment. And we will say one rule. We mentioned this last, last week. If you cry over your ex in a bar, your friend should slap you. If they care about you, they would do it. They should get kicked out of that bar. You should get thrown out of the bar together. I want to be, like, thrown onto the curb. However, if you can handle it, that never leave a bar because of a man. If he is coming and you're like, oh, I don't want to share space with him. No, the space is big enough for both of you. 
if anything it's not big enough for him to show up but that is if you feel emotionally capable enough to handle it if you don't whereas i think the one difference between taylor and i is taylor is emotionally capable of handling it i on the other hand not always but i try i struggled with this for a very long time it's not fun for me to even still be in the same room it's like i'm just like i'm good but um it was one of those things where for a while kind of like what what we mentioned it did kind of take over my life a little bit and the one thing that i will say is if you're going through a really really heinous like emotional time and you're just not feeling okay with yourself or with the situation it is okay to look at your friends and hopefully you hopefully you have good enough friends that will do this with you it's okay to either a leave and go to another bar or b go home but if you're going to go home you better order yourself a meal and watch a movie or a show i want 50 dollars of taco bell oh, at your doorstep when you get there absolutely i want you to order like 25 mild sauces or hot sauces go diablo if you're feeling go it. crazy let's hit the wall let's- i'm just saying like at like place a special instruction for that extra sauce go wild get whatever you want also to echo caroline your good friends will leave with you right i think that's also very telling about breakups is you really really learn who your ride or dies are and not that people have to pick sides ever with a breakup but you really will see who the people are that consistently check in and who make you feel loved and important and special and i think there's a way to not pick sides and and do both but for a lot of people, it is it's very hard and it's very telling to see the way that they check in with you and react. And it's also not your friend's job to take care of you to, or to check in, but um, your support system and the people that really care about you, they'll see if you're struggling and they'll want to pick you up and help you out. Yeah, I think going back to the slap rule too, again, not that this, we've ever actually enacted this, but if it were to get to that point, odds are I'm going to look at Caroline and be like, hey girl, I can tell that we need to leave right now. And she's going to be like, yeah, you're right. I do need to leave. Right. So, like, th- there, there is some, like, give and take with that. Right. Like, yes, I'll be, like, jokingly, I'll be like, if you start crying, I'm going to have to slap you. Normally, that fixes the situation. If it's not fixed 10 seconds, 30 seconds after that, it's time to wrap it up and go. I know, like, I'm grabbing a water for both of us from the bar. Right. I'm ordering the Uber, ordering the Uber Eats, whatever needs to be happening, and we're going to be home in 10. Right. And that's just, that just needs to be something that everyone's on board and okay with. And I'm not saying that every single night needs to be this way and that your friends have to dick, you know what I mean? Have to do whatever you want to do, but also, you know, you have to do what's best for you. And there will, there, especially if you go to the same college, if you are in the same environment, social friend groups, environments, like it's bound to happen. And that's really frustrating and annoying and you're not alone in that. So just try to hold on to some good people, I guess, to try to get you through that. It gets better, I promise. It gets so much better. And then you are so much happier and thriving and living your life. And You'll never look back. If you see them at the bar, the correct answer is not causing a scene. Oh, yeah, no. Just, like, it may feel so good. You're like, God, all I want to do is splash my drink in their face. All I want to do is go up and scream at them or scream at their friend. I promise you it's going to be so much more embarrassing for you than it is for them please don't do it. You are hotter than that. You are better than that. It is not the time, nor is it the place. And genuinely, the best thing to do is to not give them any reaction at all. If they come up to you and try to talk to you or spark any conversation with you, one, that's ridiculous because they have no right. Same with the no contact rule. Same thing goes in person. I always say, pretend that they do not exist. 
please. Help it is, and unbothered. It is for your own good, for their own good. Do not look over in their direction longingly. Do not even, like, if they, if someone says, why are they staring at you? Have someone shift into, like, their line of view to cover you. Like, there is no reason why this person needs access into your life. No one that cares about you is ever going to approach you for the first time post-breakup in, in a crowded setting. Right. Absolutely right. will never do that. Yeah. They're trying to embarrass you, or they're trying to make a scene, or they want to see, like, how bad you're doing. Don't do it. We are healthy and unbothered in 2024. Yeah. And it is also completely okay to to shut down that conversation if they do come up to you and to turn around and walk the other way. That's not immature. That's you setting boundaries and you protecting your peace. Literally, you don't stand not by be, that. Not to be a child, but like, I've had friends where they've gone through a breakup and they're like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna be stupid. I'm gonna do something wrong. If I give you a hand signal or I say a word, we gotta go. Like, come, please." It also works with creepy men that are talking to your friends. If you see a so sign, true. fully obligated to go over there and be like, "Hey." I don't know why you're speaking or like, hey, let's go take a shot or hey, I need to go to the bathroom. Come with me. Whatever it is. We're also just protecting our friend's peace and yeah. saying, let me just intervene before this gets into any any unhealthy, unhealthy territory. Right. That was really good. Um, before we get into anything else, I'm going to have to put a pin in it because Taylor and I ordered food and it is arriving. Yay. We got mozzarella sticks. BRB. And we're back. Um, Taylor and I took a brief pause for our DoorDash delivery, and she was a gem. I have to say, she was a gem. We decided we were deciding between Taco Bell, which is our usual, or um, a random Kansas City establishment. And you know what? We chose the random <laughs> Kansas City establishment. We did. It was called Kansas City Smoke Smoke mm. Smoke Burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. Did we get a burger? No. We chicken got strips. chicken strips and mozzarella sticks. A hot girl meal can be summed up with chicken strips, french fries, and mozzarella sticks. So true. It was really good, but now we're feeling emotionally drained. Yeah, we're done We're done being vulnerable. It's time to move on to something a little more lighthearted. Yeah, I can't do this for that long. Yeah, I, I can only talk about emotions for so, so long. Um, but we do have this new thing we want to start with you all. Um, we didn't realize that Rumblemans was going to take the world by storm when we started this. It so, so is. We just want to we want to give you guys a cheers, some shout outs to some of our favorite fans from the week. Yeah, we're gonna try to do this every week at the end of the episode, and it's just like a shout out, but it's called cheers, like cheers to, um, and so we'll just cheers to someone. But the catch is, if we cheers you, then you have to like by Rumpelman's law, send us a video of you taking a rumpy shot. It's a non negotiable. Non negotiable. It's kind of like similar to. The ice bucket challenge. Yeah. I And when we first started this, we had no intentions of making this comparison, but Caroline's immediate first thought was, this is exactly like the ASL ice bucket challenge. And I think we looked at each other in dead silence for probably about 10 <laughs> seconds and decided, yeah, that was the route we were going to take. So we're comparing it to that. Cheers is just, I'm not going to call it just as important, but it is going to be equally as fun. So equally as fun. We're each going to pick a person. And it's also a little bit painful as well. It is pretty painful it was especially rough tonight yes um do you want to kick it off with your cheers of the week yeah i'm gonna go ahead can i do two like two go for it is that fine i mean it's our podcast okay. so true i'm gonna cheers to drew novak because absolutely slay right because i think that drew a needs it b like is required to pick up the phone and c i if you listen this far then 
props to you. Drew, pick it up twice, actually. Pick it up maybe three or four times, but regardless, you have to send us the video. Um, anyways, my second one is to Austin Childs, who <laughs> also slay. I think Austin has been maybe our biggest supporter from number one, like day one. Absolutely. The man posted his B-reel and it was playing the podcast in his car. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, the very first post we made, Austin literally put it um like on his Instagram story. King, thank you. Yeah, thank cheers you. Cheers to you. Love you. Please cheers to you. Take a shot. Send it to us. We have a highlight reel now on our Instagram and we'll add it. It's called Rumpy Responsibly. We want you guys to be safe. We want you to be safe, but also we're going to post you taking shots. Taylor, who's your cheers to? My cheers is to the perfect angel herself, Hattie Walker. Um, for anyone that's not familiar with the absolute queen herself, this is one of my best friends from high school's little sisters. But Hattie ran around a Manhattan bar and told people to listen to the podcast. Tinker up woman shot was sending pictures, picking up the phone with people I don't know. Absolute gem. Thanks for spreading pick up the phone all the way to Manhattan. Oh, we need that energy. Spread it everywhere. This, I want. Let's make it a pandemic. A pandemic of Rumplemans. That's all I want. And picking up the phone. Those two things coincide. They go hand in hand. Absolutely. Take pictures, send them in, send us your videos. We want to repost them. Please. But please don't be responsibly. But I will say, I know that the first podcast was a little bit more lighthearted and this one was a little bit heavier. Um, It will not always be like this. Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta have these conversations. Right. And I think we both know people in our lives that are going through things like this. So that's why we felt kind of obligated to talk about it but so kisses we love kisses, you we love you it's gonna get more fun i promise tune in next week we'll do something feral share some crazy stories and make sure you pick up the phone at some pick point for the next the episode phone. ring ring it's time time to answer